another episode of Quest Me, our run-through of Star Wars series, episodes, movies, all that stuff. This particular season, we are talking all about The Bad Batch, a new show on Disney Plus featuring Clone Force 99 uh, and the adventures that they have. Uh, it was written and created by Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. And although we've had some uh, interesting takes throughout this season, I believe we are excited to talk about these last couple episodes. And by we, I mean me, your forever co-host and creator of the Twisted My Arm Network. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Mr. Justin. Hey, everybody. Hey. How are you doing, Justin? I'm well. It's been a little bit, but everything's going well in life. I'm just happy to be here. Good, yeah, yeah. We uh, skipped last week because uh, Father's Day. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, and since we record on Sundays, um, we decided to skip one week and review three episodes instead of two. Um, but like here's the good do, thing. So. We have more content to talk about. Yeah, although I think we're going to kind of glaze over episode, s- what is it, seven? Yeah, yeah, that was my least favorite. Yeah, so three. I mean, but but either way. Um, we are going to talk about episodes 7, 8, and 9 of The Bad Batch. Um, Battle Scars, Reunion, and Bounty Lost are the names of the episodes. Um, but before we get into that, let's do a couple plugs. You can find everything from Quest Me at twistmyarmpodcast.com. And you can find all the other Twist My Arm shows at the same website. Um, find all the information about all those shows by following us on Facebook. Just search Twist My Arm. Instagram, just search Twist My Arm. And on Twitter... We are at Twist My Arm Cast. Um, Have you ever Googled Twist My Arm? Like just the phrase Twist My Arm? Yeah. No. Oh, I've always wondered. I I think it just brings up dumb pictures. Let me see. Someone twisting your arm? Yeah. Um, Yeah, twist someone's arm. Whatever. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a lot of Urban Dictionary stuff. And that kind of thing. I know it's a weird tangent, but I just... You said Google, twist my arm, but podcast. Did I say Google? Yeah, I think. No, I said twistmyarmpodcast.com for our website. Ooh. Where you and can find Google everything. search. <laughs> and Google search. If you Google twist my arm podcast, it just brings up everything. Everything about twist my arm. That's, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. At least there's nobody else that's tried to steal our name because... That'd be annoying, but uh, no, that's great. Didn't um, someone try to do that way way long ago? No. No, I don't think anyone has ever tried to do that. Um, it took me a long time to figure out the name of this show, or this network, I guess, now. Um, I, I sat for weeks thinking about a name for the original podcast, which was Twist My Arm. Still is Twist My Arm. We just interviewed a band called Messiah Vore, local Denver metal. Um, that episode will be up. Oh hell yeah! This week, actually, I think it'll be up before this episode comes out. So after you listen to this episode, make sure to go to Twist My Arm and check out the interview with Messiahvor, and then go to their show at the Oriental on July second. Um, it's gonna be a good time for sure. Um, other than that, I think uh, I think we should probably just get into this because there Let's is there is a lot to talk about. Um, but again. I think we're just going to kind of glaze over uh, episode seven. It was out of the three that that were that we watched, or the last three that have come out, um, episode seven was 
good, but oh, just, I agree. it just wasn't it wasn't as good as eight and nine. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, it was great to see Rex again. What were your thoughts when Rex first came back? Uh, I knew it, <laughs> but it still surprised me, and I was very happy. I thought he would be in the show a little bit longer, though. Well, I'm sure he'll come back. Nah, Hunter said it best. He's on a different path than us. But he also said at the very end of the episode, if if you get in a pinch, you know you know where to find us. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. And now, you know, it's foreta- the, or the, foreshadowing. Well, and the Bad Batch kind of owes him because this whole episode, episode seven, um, bef- I guess I'll read a, a little bit of a synopsis off of Wikipedia. Um, gosh, that's not even very good. Essentially, the Bad Batch has. Uh, meets up with Rex after turning in their their latest bounty to what's her name Sid. Um, Rex informs them that they need to get the inhibitor chips out of their brains, and they go on a mission to do so um, while running into a couple problems along the way. God, that was a synopsis right off the top of my head. You're welcome. That's perfect. <laughs> no bullshit in between. <coughs> Straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> um. But again, like. It was it was good to see Rex. It was kind of a little underwhelming, I guess, because it's Rex. I mean, Rex is in everything. So uh, I think at first I was like, "Where's Ahsoka gonna be?" But then I realized that she's on know, a different path than mm, him. Nah, <laughs> it's more they separated until Rebels, because Rex and Ahsoka hadn't seen each other for a really long time uh, okay. when they met up in Rebels. Yeah, and so I would assume that right now Ahsoka's in hiding somewhere probably probably laying low biding her time some, yeah doing some gray jedi training i feel like i feel like that's something she's probably doing i don't know maybe not maybe she'll come in she does know doesn't she know the bad batch did she fight with them yeah in the last season of clone wars No, she, she didn't. Them. She didn't meet them. I think she did. No, because the her first story arc was her and Rafa, and the other girl in the underbelly of Coruscant. Uh, horrible little. And that was the story that was going at the same time that the Bad Batch was introduced. I think they fought alongside Kenobi and Skywalker. And Rex. Uh, I'm. I'll have to go back and check it out. Um, You're probably what, right. You know it. And and you know if I'm wrong, let us know. Hit us up, twistmyarmpodcast at gmail dot com, and tell me what actually happened. I am. I'm almost positive though that Ahsoka didn't come back until after the Bad Batch had already been like gone. So I don't. I don't. I don't think she's gonna make an appearance in this show. It's going to be more bounty hunter stuff. Oh, I know. Which we'll talk about when we get further out. But um, this whole episode, like I said, is just them trying to get their inhibitor chips out of their brains. Um, I liked Omega. Omega. I liked how she knew. Rekka. How she knew about uh, Rex and that he was a Gen 1 clone just by the lines in his face. So does that just was she just reading that he's old? Well, I That's mean, pretty much what I gathered. He's out the of. oldest of the bunch, yeah. And uh, that would okay. 
so I, I I would assume since he was a generation one, he <laughs> it was uh I think they were, when they were in one of the ships, Wrecker had said something about this. They're going into like a uh like a line. What do you call those? Uh, oh, when you're making something. Uh, in like a warehouse, it's the machine, belt? Like con- the conveyor line. And he's first off the line. Yeah, he was like, he was like, oh look at these, Rex. These torpedoes are first off the line, just like you. <laughs> I mean, that's funny <laughs> though because it's true. I, I don't know. Wrecker really grew on me in these couple episodes. He, he has so many great one-liners. He does. He's an idiot. He's just a big little kid. He's an idiot, but he's awesome. And think yeah. about it though. Think about this for a second. The all the clones were made and their lives were sped up. You know what I mean? So they grew up way quicker. When they were ten, they looked like they were twenty. And so right now, right. I think technically the Bad Batch is twelve years old. They are kids. Like mentally developed. I mean, I would assume that they've had some more mental development than than normal, but like age-wise and like as far as real life stuff, that's why they're having such a hard time with becoming mercenaries because all they've known is war and fighting that stuff. Good soldiers, and so so now that they're (laughs) outside of that, they're really showing their like age. I guess it seems like everything is a discovery. Yeah, exactly. Everything is new to them. And it's like they're children, which they kind of are, technically. Yeah. I mean, they're they're basically the same age as Omega. Omega. But obviously, she didn't have the sped up genetics that the other clones did, so she's she looks her age, whereas these guys look way older, but they're probably the same age as Omega. You have me a little confused, but I know what you're saying. Now. <laughs> How many trips around the their son they took is about the same as as twelve years, but yeah, their yeah. age to thirty or twenty something. Right. Ah, oh, that's that's just that's nuts. Um, I like I like the little standoff that Rex and the boys had. The standoffs oh. in these last three episodes were incredible. All of them. This show has become a true Star Wars Western cartoon I feel like I 100% agree and it's it's been awesome the next episode is more when I was sold on the westernness oh absolutely but it was interesting the first tango that they had with um wrecker I thought he was he toned it down I, I would imagine he would just go fucking belligerent and destroy everything well I think wrecker the actual wrecker. So when they were taking out the inhibitor chip, which, um, well, I mean, we could just skip to that real quick, but they finally get to their planet and take out, they start to take out wrecker's inhibitor chip and it actually activates. So I think that when the inhibitor chip is active, they're on a one track mind and they're just trying to kill. Whereas when it's not active and they're their own personality, they have a more broad, thought process okay so that's why wrecker's just like a bumbling idiot as you know just screaming good soldiers follow orders and not really he's not making any shots he's 
getting his ass kicked by Hunter, and it's just because he's basically, you know, he's he's more machine than man now. <laughs> Do and you think he was fighting? Fighting. I think probably ship? a little bit. It's very possible because Rex talked about it too, where he had to fight it, and these guys' minds are a lot stronger than normal clones. Yeah. All right. Here's the here's the I guess hole I find. In the episode where Rex is getting his in- inhibitor chipped removed, they painted it like he's pros- he has a two percent chance of survival, and he was most likely gonna die. But then it goes to this one, and then it's like, boom. Okay, that was a quick and easy. Well, when Rex got it, they had no idea what was going to happen. Oh, are you talking about Wrecker? So Wrecker... No, no, no. Back when Rex had his inhibitor chipped. And they they had no idea if it was going to kill him or not. And that's why they said he had a 2% chance of living. And so now that he had done it, Rex knew like the correct way, the correct procedure, so it was quicker. Oh, okay. I would think. Yeah. He did say he's never been on that side of the procedure before, but he had to have known what he was doing. Who I can't remember who took it out of him. Was um, it Ahsoka? It was Ahsoka. Yeah. Because she stunned him. And then... Yeah, man, that, that stuff was crazy. Th- those episodes were awesome of Clone Wars. Um, but did you notice what planet they went to? Bracca? You know what planet that's from? You know where that was first introduced? And the Scrappers Guild, you know where that was all first introduced? What is, was that Cal Kestis? From Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I was I, I was just guessing. But yep. cool. Yep. It's right in my notes. Oh, <laughs> I didn't read that. Um, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this planet and the Scrappers Guild is from Jedi... Fallen Order. And I thought that was really cool that they had that in there. I I wouldn't see Cal Kestis showing up yet in this because Order 66 had just happened. And I think Fallen Order was a few years after Order 66. Yeah. Um, And he hadn't been living there too long. He had, you know, in the game, I think he'd mentioned he'd been moving around a lot, stuff like that. So I don't think we'd see him. It would be cool. And I guarantee that the actor... um, I don't I don't remember his name, but the actor that, that did the voice for Cal Kestis would probably come back. Um, he played the Joker in Gotham. If you remember that show, Gotham, it was uh, four or five seasons oh. on Fox. Wasn't was that the weird Batman with little ears and he's super wide? I, would, I always thought that it was weird styling for Batman. No, there was no Batman. It was It was Bruce Wayne when he was a kid. It was more about Commissioner Gordon. Before he was commissioner. Oh, about, the live action one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerome. Jerome. Oh, yeah. yeah so Jerome was Cal Kestis. He even looks like Cal Kestis. They that did, makes sense. I mean, sense. They, they did that on purpose. They did the mocap and stuff. Oh, that makes 100% yeah. sense. Wow. I am very oblivious sometimes. <laughs> That's okay. That's why I'm here. Um, he <laughs> would absolutely you. come in and do some, some voice acting, though, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. If, if he needed to. It's Star Wars, man. He has a. Like, the best job. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to bring up the Scrappers Guild. There's a guild for everything in this show. Do you think there's a D&D guild? There's a Hut Guild. There's a Scrapper Guild. There's a Bounty Hunter Guild. Okay. There's probably a D&D Guild. <laughs> there's 
I don't know, probably a guild of calamitous intent. There's probably, oof, if anybody knows that reference. I don't. Uh, if anybody catches that reference, I will send you a free sticker. You tell me where that's from. Without looking it up on Google, I'm I'll know. Say Thrawn. I'll know if you're cheating. No, it's not from Star Wars. Oh, um, damn, way wrong. Yeah, I'm sure. That, there's just so many guilds, and it makes me laugh. Um, and uh, the other thing that they brought into this was the worm monster. Ah, uh, you, do you mean the kraken that showed up? I have kraken. a feeling where you're going with this. What do you? Where do you think I'm going? Tell tell us about the Kraken, and then where you think I'm going. I think you're trying to relate this to the Trash Compactor Monster. It is part of the Trash Compactor. It is monster. not the monster. It's a though. small one. No, it's like a baby one. No way. Because in that in that scene, you you see his eyeball pop up and look around, and it's just like a single eyeball on a, a rod or like shape. And in this one, you just see tentacles, and you see like a a mouth of a squid. It's a kraken, man. Okay, I mean it's it's possible. Um, look at this. I'm looking it up right now. Um, let me. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Bad Batch fights this fucker. Dianoga, the trash compactor it. monster from A New Hope. So. Oh, and look, what do you know? So the one in A New Hope was like a baby. And the one that's in Bad Batch is like a full-grown one that looks a lot like a Kraken. The eyeball's on the top of the monster. And so that's why you didn't see his eyeball, because when you saw the monster, you only saw his teeth and the tentacles, so he's upside down. I hate you. <laughs> they look totally different. Not really, no. There's, a, there's like photos posted of them side by side in a giant picture to scale, and you're like, uh, I can't really argue this one, but um. point Josh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and th- they introduced that thing. He attacked Wrecker, and they had to you know save Wrecker from, from that big trash monster as they're going through the old... Um, Republic starship to find the the Venerator class. Yeah, yeah, good job. The one that uh, they can get the inhibitor chips out. So then they finally get Wreckers started. He goes crazy. They fight. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, one of my favorite things that Tech says after Wrecker like wakes up. So you know, obviously they stun him. They finish the procedure. He yeah. comes out fine. Yeah. I mean, it took him a while to wake up. And Omega was like really scared about it, you know. I'm not leaving his side. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love when Wrecker wakes up and Tech goes, "Oh, you made it!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I was not expecting you to live, fool. <laughs> the thing is with Tech, he's so blunt. He doesn't know how to like tactically say anything. Yep. But I also appreciate that about him. Yeah. Um. And that that's pretty much the episode in a nutshell. I mean, you get you get cool scenes with Rex. Um, the Scrapper Guild does call the Empire and tell them that Hunter's there. So the Empire is now tipped off. And next episode, in my notes, I have 
Yay, Wrecker woke up and everyone is now free of the inhibitor chip. Now we can move on to some actual cool shit. Because that's what happens in episode 8. Um, episode 8 is the episode that we've kind of been waiting for. Oh, yes. This whole series. I would say episode 8 and 9 are... It's a good little two-parter. Well, it's the mid-season, right? Um, 16 episodes? I believe so. I'm not... I think we, we've we always said we've we're waiting for episode 8 and 9. Yeah, and it's that's just kind of a... A trend with with these shows. Um, oh, well, you can really see that pattern with every show. It's true. It's true. Beginning is a bang, filler. Mid midway is a bang to keep you going, and then more bullshit filler, and then a season ending on a high note. Yep, and this is the exact mid season part point of it. Uh, Boom. There's 16 episodes total, so. Episode eight and nine is like the mid season kind of I don't know. Let's let's get shit going. Thing. Answer a lot of questions. Kinda yeah. Ask more. Yeah, there's there's more questions now and I think more cameos are now in the coming coming around that uh, we're gonna uh, be really excited. I have about. so many so, ideas. Um hopes. So episode eight is called Reunion. Um basically after the Scrapper Guild calls the Empire um, Crosshair is sent out with his minions to go hunt down and terminate the Bad Batch and Omega. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. That's that's I, without getting too much into it, I guess. Yeah. Without getting too crazy. Which, if you've seen the show, then you know. If you're listening to this episode, then you know that there are spoilers because we just did the entire seventh episode. So. <laughs> um. But they, I don't know, man. They're just kind of chilling on this planet. Yeah, it's weird. They they feel so nonchalant about their location. Yeah. They're oh, just going to putz around and find some pro, uh, proton torpedoes and oh, take our time. Right. And now they're training. They're doing bomb training. You know, like it's that's a cool scene. I like the the bomb training scene with Wrecker and Omega. Yeah, I love that one because it proves my theory in episode one that we did or episode two. What's that? That Omega is slowly going to learn all the skills from every individual bad. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's kind of because later on in this episode, like Tech, who's anal retendant, like trusts her to go work on. Oh, thank you. Sorry for my bad... Uh, it's okay. Yeah. I got you. Uh, but uh, Tech assigns her, like, hey, go upload the master computer. That says something. Yeah. Well, and that's even in episode nine. And, you know, she's trying to contact the Bad Batch. And he's like, can you find a control panel and reroute this and this and this? And then you'll have enough power to send us your, your location or whatever. And uh, that's something that not... Everyone should know. I, I did kind of yeah, question that. Fair. So fair. she does have that skill already as far as techni- technical goes. Um, I think she learned a lot of that on Camino, though. You know, a lot of those skills would have come on Camino just by being bored yeah, and going and true. fucking with computers. Let's go she, take this apart. <laughs> yeah, she had said, again, episode nine um, to one of the other characters that she worked on droids. You know, we'll, we'll get there. But um, she does have those skills already. So. It's it's interesting. Did you notice what kind of troopers that Crosshairs had? 
Yes, I really, really wanted to talk about that as well. I figure that's good enough time to bring it up. Um, so Wrecker is taking Wrecker. Who's it? Wrecker in tech, and no, it's Wrecker in the other one, and an Echo and Omega, and they're walking back to the ship, and Echo's like, "You see, we're being watched, right?" And then oh, that was tech. Okay, okay, it was tech. We're but yeah, so by three, I think. Yep. Yeah, so they're on the way back to the ship. They see the Scrappers Guild. They eventually get back to the ship, and then the uh, Crosshair lands with his troops. And it was very interesting because it's he's got a mix. I feel like, but it's but it's not a mix. They're using clone trooper armor for the most part. Because there are clones, there are clones in that little battalion that he's got, but there are also new members to the Empire, and they're still wearing clone armor. Well, I, I think he has his own personal squad with him, because I, I believe those guys are wearing black, and there's certain mm-hmm. evolutions I can see to the Stormtrooper, but everyone yeah, else the, is original clone trooper. The They got the new mouth thing, <coughs> where it's like a mouth ventilator that Stormtroopers had. But it still has the um, visor, basically the full clone visor. Oh yeah, from yeah. the helmet. Um, I, I thought that was interesting that they're just it's I, and obviously it's going to be a slow transition. The empire is just starting, so it's already amazing that they have <laughs> helmets with ventilators in them and stuff, and they're getting those out. But but yeah, it's cool to see that evolution. Yeah, for sure. I, I can't wait to, for the next step of clone troopers gone, stormtroopers or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and there it is. Kind of cool that the Empire's helmets still have the clone design. Um, if so, I want some figures of those. I was going to go on an action figure tangent, but I don't want to do that because it's just going to piss me off. So I'm going to not do that. Um, All right. That's fair. The Again, the standoffs. There's another standoff between Crosshair and... Clone Force 99. Top notch, man. All these standoffs in this show are fantastic. Well, they leave you on the edge of your seat. You're like, all right, I don't know how, how these fuckers are going to get out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's fantastic. Um, <coughs> so they have to run away, basically, from Crosshair. I can't remember what actually happens, but they get away. Oh, they It's like they a firefight. They set off the, de- uh, the detonators. Do they? Okay, and then there's a little bit of a firefight and an action sequence, and they all... They're falling, I believe. Okay. And that's when um, Crosshairs gets burnt. No, it's not. Um, they, yeah, it is. they run away from Crosshair at first, and then they're going through the ship. They're, oh. they're going through the engine of the ship um, that uh, Tech had actually just turned on so you know when they're going through they're looking at all this explosives and all the cool things they could use for their their artillery yeah tech turns on the main power and then they start walking through the ship and like they're like the best place to go is through the engine so we can sneak out the back or whatever but they get spotted crosshairs starts shooting at him which he's got really good aim by the way he is he is very his name I believe that's his skill. I was going to say his name uh, does not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't he earned know. his name. Yes, there it is. Thank you, God. Um, but then he decides since they're in the engine, Crosshair's like, just turn on the engines, and that's kind of fucked up. What did you think when uh, when he said turn on the engines? He's he's just gonna murder them, cold blooded, right, dude? That was like flat out cold blooded to think that he was their friend at one point, and he's just gonna burn them all. Yeah, that's it's, a horrible way to die. Yeah, and a child too. But yeah, so he he tells his his little minions to turn on the <laughs> the engine. They end up escaping, but Crosshair gets stuck behind the engine and gets burned to shit. Yep. And like when I was watching, this is this is one of the first episodes that I was like actually getting into it a little, you know, because at that point I'm like, yeah, that's what you get. That's what you deserve, <laughs> you dick. Like, burn! And then, you know... Yeah, so... So they finally escape from this little Empire Battalion or whatever. And get... It's uh, Hunter and Omega. They get back to the ship. And all the Imperials that were guarding their ship are dead. And the second you see all the dead Imperials, you hear the Western music. Yep. You hear the Western, like, (coughs) whistle thing. That they do in uh, Mando. Well, no, like the good, the bad, and the ugly, like those old Western movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And you're like, oh my god, who? What's going on right now? And then, why don't you tell us about who shows up right here, Justin? In this, in this scene, this is the big cameo reveal. What? Uh, my buddy. From Clone Wars, the badass Cad Bane, <laughs> looking all fucking. Oh, he's so cool. He is badass. He's like one of my favorite bounty hunters. Yeah, and he pops up, and you know, I, I was giddy. I was truly giddy at that point. I was too. It was it was cool to see a a good character, like one that we know and love, but not a very popular one. Yeah, he doesn't show up very often. No. But he, when he does, it's always fucking badass. Yep. He's just like leaned up against the post, like saying uh, whatever he said. And to me, when I saw that, I'm like, damn, that looks like Clint Eastwood. Yep. Yep. He tips his hat a little bit. And he's like, I've taken so many clones down over the years. Once you figured out one, the rest are easy. Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's just chilling. And then, and then Hunter's like, I'm a, I'm a different breed. And Cad's like, I doubt that. <laughs> and then comes, yeah, and then the standoff. Another standoff. <laughs> the, we need to have the a best standoff of the, the I know, series need. thus far, in my <laughs> own personal. We opinion. need to have like a, a a bumper for like a standoff bumper. I don't know, but it was great. And this is this was the true western standoff. Oh yeah, they they cut do the cutscenes to the hands next to the guns. They do the cutscenes to the eyes, panning close, you know, and then. There's all the tension, and then finally they both pull their guns, and I was surprised. Yeah, Hunter hits Cad's droid, and Cad Bane hits Hunter right in the chest plate and knocks him out. It's I crazy he, he didn't him. die. I, 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 they didn't even explain that. He had extra armor on, didn't he? Uh, he had to have had extra. They armor had on. no explanation for that. You're right. They really didn't. Dead center of his chest. He should be dead. You're right. Any other clone trooper would be dead. 
Yep. And Plot I'm sure hole. I'm pretty sure Cad Bane <laughs> thinks that he's dead. Um let's see if Wikipedia explains this because like I, I don't know. I I feel like maybe his their clo- or Bad Batch has different metal plating armor. Maybe I don't know. Like, not quite totally Beskar kind of material, but still real strong, like Durasteel, maybe? Maybe. I mean, it doesn't say. Or Corundum? It, it just says that Bane fires first. This is from Wikipedia. Knocking Hunter to the ground with several shots. Hunter's able to fire and hit the droid. Um, and that's it. That's about it. You know, then Do you think someone geeked out enough to actually post what Bad Batch armor is made of versus regular clone troopers I and mean, stormtroopers? I've always actually wondered that myself. Probably. Like, why um, wear armor if you're still getting fucking murked? Yeah. Um, let's see. What is um, So, Hunter's armor is closest to standard Republic commando gear in shape and definition. Uh, its unique features are the sheath in the forearm for his vibro blade and the helmet, which is closer in appearance to an Imperial Stormtrooper. That's all that's all that's got though. There's really not much going on. What about that Katam class? Um where oh Katarn. Katarn oh, class Katarn. commando armor. Um type of heavy and highly sophisticated ugh, sophisticated clone trooper armor. Utilized by commandos of the Republic during the Clone Wars. Um, what was the four original members wore modified Katarn class armor? Bad batch. Yeah. Katarn class armor. There we go. We're one step closer in figuring out the material. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, <laughs> I feel like the commandos had probably stronger armor. You know. Yeah. I would. I would assume. Because you, you you don't get shot by Cad Bane's gun right in the chest like that and live. It's heavy combat armor. Ooh, there it is. Duraplast. That, is that what they actually called it? Yep. Ballistic fiber bodysuit. I so. remember that because when you're making your, uh, your lightsaber in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, you choose the metal. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, cool. So we got to the bottom of that. Yes, it is a little bit more durable armor. And <laughs> it's can, Duraplast. And can take a Duraplast. <laughs> oh. So. Zing. Yeah. So now, basically, that's the end of the episode. Cad Bane gets away with Omega. And watching this in real time was really like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Things are seriously popping off now well it was a very action-packed episode yeah and i mean crosshair gets wrecked um omega gets captured like this is the kind of episode that they would do a mid-season break yeah you know what i mean like i you're right i did i looked it up immediately i was like is there going to be an episode next week because i would have been really upset we're taking them if they off. did like yeah a couple <laughs> weeks off because like it's the, the mid season break. Oh, they still do it. They still do, do they it really? with yeah with like the Flash and those CW shows. They always oh. do mid season finales and I mean even Family Guy and those cartoons on Fox will do mid season finales. And I did not. Yeah, I, I always wait for the the season to come out on Hulu or yeah, whatnot. of course. 
Um, but yeah, this this would have basically been equivalent to a mid-season finale, and they could have taken a few weeks off and come back with episode nine, Bounty Lost. Um, the first shot you see is basically Clone Force 99 running away from the Empire, and you get a zoom in on Crosshair's face. Is he Dangar? I really seriously was hoping, but it's definitely not. Did Did you look this up? Dengar appears in Clone Wars. Okay. Okay. But like You're right. they have so many similarities. D- Dengar's right side of his face is a little scarred, but it's overall the clear side. Yeah. Uh, same thing with um, Crosshairs. They both have raspy voices. Like I seriously wanted it to be him so bad. Maybe that was just a nod to be like, here's your Dengar. He's not coming back for this series. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool. like a intricate fuck you. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. Here's this. Yep. Or he kills Dengar and and infiltrates the Bounty Hunter Guild and then just takes over his life. That's an... What a twist <laughs> of my arm. <laughs> Podcast.com. Um, that would be wild. Quick synopsis of this episode. The clones are running or clones are chasing after Cad Bane to see where to find Omega. Um, Cad Bane uh, is taking Omega to meet at the drop point to collect his fee. And who hired Cad Bane? The evil Kamoan. Kaminoans. Yeah. K- <laughs> I can't say it. It's a hard word. Kaminoans. Um and it's Lama Sue more specifically that hires Cad Bane. That's that's the dude who's a dick, right? Yes. He's like, I just need her DNA. Yes, exactly. Um and the other um the other one, Nala Say, is Sent by Lama Sue to go meet Cad Bane to give him the credits to retrieve Omega, right? Yeah. And so once they're similar, yeah, but they're different. Yep. And so it's it's cool that they Cad Bane basically sets his course to go to Boravio is the name of the planet, which is cool. I really liked this planet. What did you think of this planet? The planet Por- Bor- Poro Boravio. The Cloud City planet, basically. Oh, I thought it was very uh, spooky. It yeah, re- I mean, it was... reminded me of, like, a Jason, like, chase you through the forest kind of scene. But yeah. overall, I, I thought it was Cloud City. I really did th- think it was Bespin. I did, too. It was a very Cloud City-esque... Um, oh, wait, Cloud City has an orange background. Yeah, I could have figured that out. But, I mean, it was because it was a mining colony by then. By Empire, it was mining... So who knows? Maybe maybe Lando buys this system here and takes over and turns it into a mining colony instead of a cloning facility. That would be interesting. And changes the name to Cloud City, or it's no, because that the planet was Bespin. They couldn't do that. That'd be dumb. Um, I have a nerdy full answer. Okay. So Duraplast is a form of carbon, of carbon used for New Republic commandos as well as Bad Batch, like we formerly stated Mm -hmm. but then i looked at uh what is it um able to reflect and it says deflect you mean yes 
Thank you. Sorry. Yes. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> it can deflect a verpine shatter gun, medium slugs, and here's the keyword: light laser cannon. Oh, okay. And so okay. I looked up Cad Bane's weapon. Cora's like, oh, I, I, I go in depth like that, and it's a thirty-three or LL thirty, and it guess what it Which is? Which is a light. Yep. Light huh. cannon blaster. So kudos. That That's was that point was for deep. Justin. That was point deep. for Justin right there because they that was right. excellent. That, yes, <laughs> and and also huge point for Dave Filoni and company. Be- because, you know, they they knew that people would ask that question. Oh, guarantee it, man. And they and they were like, well, okay, so how are we gonna, how are we gonna do that? You know, let's pull open the Star Wars Bible. Yeah, I mean, and they had to have that planned out beforehand. I don't know. They're they're brilliant over there. That was really cool. Yeah, I'm glad I did look that up. Yeah, thank you for doing that. That's that's excellent. So. Where are we? <laughs> we are at episode nine, Bounty Lost, right when um, Omega is talking to the droid, basically. I was going to start talking about this scene um, and ask you, why are droids so freaking stupid in the Star Wars universe? Because they have limited AI. I mean, they these droids feel like real people. In Star Wars. Yeah, they have personalities that mix well. And they're yeah. all sort of, I guess, individualized, at least the ones that uh, the movies and shows portray. Yeah. I mean, this particular droid is just kind of a, a dumb idiot. But I think his voice actor wanted him to be. <gasps> Who was his voice actor? The Notorious from creators of Robot Chicken, Seth Green. I love Seth Green. Yeah, man, I was really excited when I heard... I didn't hear him. You heard his voice like once in episode eight and didn't really... You couldn't pinpoint You couldn't tell. Yeah. yeah. So once he starts talking in this episode, though, you're like, oh my God, that's totally Seth Green, which I didn't realize he was in a ton of other Star Wars um, things. He's a Toto 360 in the... Hol- or he's the same Toto in Holocron Heist, which makes sense. He was uh, Ion... Papanoida in Clone Wars episode Sphere of Influence. And obviously when Cad Bane shows up, he's always Toto. So, um, But he was also a crawler. He was Captain Seavor in Star Wars Rebels episode Crawler C- Commandeers. So he's not, uh, he's not unfamiliar with Star Wars animation. No. So, and like, like I said, he's been in it before as Toto. So, I mean, it's only fitting for them to bring him back. I guess I never made the connection in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen those episodes. I just started rewatching it slowly. Yeah. But I'm going to pick and choose what I watch. (laughs) You got to watch that, like, 27 episode, whatever. Oh, the the list? Yeah. Yep. It's on Disney Plus now. Oh, yeah. They just automatically play the good stuff. Yeah. It's great. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, this is where Omega basically tricks Toto into letting her out and fixing his leg that Hunter had just shot off, which she does. She does fix ex- his leg. Yeah, she said. and makes it better. Makes it better, and then promptly deactivates him. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one coming. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. The whole time. You She's were like, in the back of the head. I'm like, here he goes. Yeah, exactly. And again, stupid droids, man. How are you going to... 
Was Toto always that dumb? When you watch Clone Wars and you get to those Toto episodes, let me know if they were always that dumb or if he was always that dumb because, come on, man. Um, so, obviously, Omega, like I said, knocks him out and then she gets her her wrist communicator um, and the second Cad Bane lands on this abandoned facility. She's out. She's out and she's like contacting the Bad Batch and like trying to get in touch with them. Um, as all that's going down, this is this is the, the craziest point of this episode. And you and I had an argument about this before we started recording. Um, but they are the Bad Batch is talking about Omega and how she is the only other um, full on like clone. What did they call her? She was like the, the see this is where I was confused. They called her a first gen clone. What? Rex a first generation. Yes, but she's a first generation clone without modifications. They, no, they didn't say that. They never like leaned towards, oh, she's modified or not. I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't think she's so, all clones were created from the genetic template of Jango Fett. While their genetic structure was modified for growth, acceleration, and obedience, Omega is a pure genetic replication. Um, Hunter asks how many clones like that exist, and Tech says that there's only one other similar pure genetic replication. Alpha. And that is Boba Fett, also known as Alpha. I thought that was cool. Um, Alpha and Omega. Yeah, and so now... Omega is the sole known remaining living source of Fett's raw genetic material because Boba escaped and he's like doing his own thing now. Being a young whippersnapper. Yes. Um, now, we were basically discussing this before the episode, but that makes them related, right? Like twin sister. Is it? They weren't born on the same day, though. But they weren't cloned, created on the same day. She would be younger it's than... still twin they would have, sister. They would have made her afterwards. It's a later twin sister. Because they have identical DNA, minus, like, he's a boy, she's a girl. But identical twin sister. I, or fraternal, sorry. No, she's just, I think it's just little sister. Nah. I think it's little sister. Little twin sister. Mm. Mm. Mm, I don't mm, I don't think that is true at all it would be little sister little twin sister oh my god that doesn't make any sense they said they only had two two of those clones that have the pure genetic information right Mm -hmm. a boy and a girl Mm -hmm. they're twins they have the same DNA, literally identical, other than the he has a Y chromosome. She has an extra X. She, she's not a twin. She's a younger sister. That's identical. We're gonna do a Twitter poll uh, at Twist My Arm Cast for all the Star Wars nerds. We're gonna see is oh, would she would she be a twin sister or a little sister? And you guys go and vote and you let us know. 
Justin's because because right. we can't figure this out on our own apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you you did um, prove me wrong on this uh, next point. The age point of it, yeah, yeah. yeah she would have been made after the fact. Yeah, um, little twin. Jesus, and she was the medical assistant to Nalase, and basically spent all of her days on Camino, like just kind of learning about that stuff. So, anyway, um, she is not a Palpatine clone. Like I thought originally. That would have been cool. I kind of thought she was. It would have, but it wouldn't have. Same hairstyle. Forgot what other points you tried to make. Yeah, she had like the same stance on some things or something. Like, I don't know. There were some similarities, but I kind of would have been disappointed. I'm kind of okay with this because this right here might give Book of Boba Fett more of a backstory and storyline. Oh, shit. I didn't connect that. Oh, shit. Oh, man. You just blew my mind. (laughs) You just got me really excited. They're going to tie... Oh, yes, they are. Dave Filoni does that. He's going to tie Bad Batch uh, Omega into the Book of Boba Fett in some way. Because you got Fennec Shand. Oh. Who has repeatedly stated that she is only there to help Omega in I'm this so episode? Yeah, I didn't even think about it, man. Oh. Fennec Shan knows her, and she knows why they're getting her. So, why wouldn't she tell Boba Fett, "Hey, did you know you have a sister?" And he'd be like, "What? I need to kill her." A twin <laughs> little sister. Yeah. Yeah. And and it could be, I mean, dude, it could it could be the thing where, I mean, this is a very, uh, very working theory, early working theory, but what if Omega kills Boba Fett and takes over the Boba Fett mantle and then you got female Fett? And you got female Fett and Fennec Shan going around just, just taking in jobs. All I got to ask is, will she have guy armor or boob armor? Oh, I mean, I'm sure they would adjust it. I thought that was so funny. So many fans got uh, in an uprile over that. Really? Yeah. On on the other like um, Star Wars Facebook groups, the one that's not 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 the non toxic uh-huh. people were always like so chauvinistic about that. Mandalorians are all warriors. They wouldn't have different styled armor. Boob armor negative. Yeah, but George Lucas is said that there's no bras in Star Wars. There's no bras in outer space, as I believe is what Carrie told us. Okay, well, either way, (laughs) I thought it was George, too. George, maybe George told Carrie that, and Carrie relayed the information to us. Um, I don't remember the exact story. Let me know. Twist one podcast at gmail.com. But it (laughs) was... I just think I just assume that there's not any like they maybe they don't have access to sports bras and so they they just do the armor that give them a little bit of extra space you know they don't have that extra weight bouncing to and fro yeah. <laughs> yeah but like a female Bubba Fett would be dope yes I don't indeed. think she'd go by last name Fett she might just to just keep go the by Omega Fett Ooh. I mean that'd be kind of cool um, but it would be interesting for her to keep that name because she would just be keeping the mantle you know and and throwing people off they'd be like i thought bubba was a man and she'd be like you thought wrong bitch that'd be sick 
But that would be. <laughs> um. Anyway, I think that's kind of going to be where we get more tie-ins. There's Book of Boba Fett may have a little tie-in with Omega and the Bad Batch. Hell, you might even see someone from the Bad Batch in Book of Boba Fett. They could still be alive. They could. If Rex is still alive, why wouldn't they still be alive? Yeah, it is a possibility. So, not saying they didn't like die before that or anything, but like it's not, yeah, possible. Um and again, the standoffs just keep coming in this episode. You got Fennec Shand and uh, Cad Bane having their standoff and their little action fight scene. I just have to comment on that scene. Go for it. That was my favorite scene of the series. Of the whole show? Yeah, because they, they filmed it like an old school uh, kung fu movie. Okay. If, ew, oh, it was so badass. It was a mixture of Western and, and kung fu all in one. And it was a beautiful blend. Okay. Because when they were hand to hand combat, all kung fu, like the camera angles, the zoom or the zooming in and out. Oh, I love it. Okay. And like they even like did a camp or a little nod. Like, uh, what's her name? Ming Ming Na. Ming Na Wen is is the live actor or, or yeah, actress and the, and the voice actress. Too. Yeah, and the voice. But um, they they did a really cool nod by making her uh fighting stance. What was it? It was Shaolin Wushu. A form okay. of uh, Wing Chun. Okay. And then that's Chinese, too. So maybe she's uh, she knows Wing Chun, but... Is she going to Wang Chun tonight? Everybody Wang Holy Chung shit. Someone, someone needs to make a Everybody video of that. Wang someone needs to tonight. put that video behind this fight scene. <laughs> that's someone. That'd be awesome. Is you. No, it's not me. <laughs> I will not be that guy. Um, but yeah, you're right. This fight scene was epic all the way through. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. From I mean, and you get to see all their different little gizmos and gadgets. You know, Fennec has the little ball rope that she throws, and Cad Bane has booster boots that let him float or hover. I didn't realize how many cool gadgets uh, Cad Bane had. I know, me either. Yeah, and he's got some cool guns. I love the sound of his guns. Um. But yeah, I I love the action of this for sure, and I love the um, explanation of Omega and where she's coming from and why she's so valuable. I love that the Kaminoans are not only hunting for her, but they're also trying to help her. Yeah, that that aspect is really cool. Because you you find out Lama Sue is the one who hired Cad Bane, and then you find out that Nala Se is the one who hired Fennec Shand. And she hired Fennec Shan just to keep Omega safe. Yeah, keep her alive. Yep. So I I like that, and I I really liked at the end when she when Fennec is like telling uh, Nala that she'll go, she could track them, she could track the Bad Batch, but it's gonna cost her extra. And Nala's like, Nah, she's with them, she'll be fine. Yeah, that was actually heartwarming. Yeah. So. It kind of shows you that Fennec isn't all that bad of a bad guy. Um, she just wants to get the job done and get paid. So She's a badass. She is, for sure. I mean, I put her up there next to uh, Padme on my list of female Star Wars characters I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. Um, what did you think about the uh, clone tanks? The clone tanks? You didn't see the clone tanks in this episode? Oh, Which the one looked he, like Snoke clones. Yeah, the one they put uh, push on the 
on Fennec. Yeah, Fennec. Thank you. Yeah. I, it was interesting. It was like the whole style of those tanks were very similar to the one that we saw briefly in uh, episode nine. Yep. It kind of looks like mini Snoke clones. Maybe. When it, when it fell out. But it also looks a lot like They're Camo Kaminoan clones. I thought they were Kaminoans. Kamino clones. Yeah. It looked like more like that, but, but just underdeveloped long, and still yeah. in utero. Yeah, they have the long neck. So I wonder I wonder if that's how Kaminoans like live. I wonder if they just clone. They don't they don't mate, they clone. I think they said that in episode two. Really? Yeah. Okay. We'll have to look that up too. Something about they they were commenting on they have no genetic diversity. Hmm. Okay. I can't remember the rest of it. Sorry. Interesting. I mean, it, it'd be cool. It wouldn't be cool. It'd just be interesting to see a clone race. They're a race of clones. Yeah. That you know they're not. So if you take out all of their cloning facilities, they're done. Yeah. Like if they can't mate or actually reproduce, um, without cloning technology civilization is doomed then they would yeah hence why they sell their cloning technology out oh uh, they're probably clones yeah which is interesting um that could be a fun twist about the Caminoans. i don't know i think these last three episodes have really brought me back into this show absolutely i, I i'm a fan now yeah i'm halfway a fan now I'm half halfway there it, it, it has me these episodes have my highest ratings, that's for sure. We're going to get there in a minute. But f- before we get to ratings, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about with these episodes? No, I think we got it all. Okay. Cool. Um, so then that leads me to, I think we skipped this one last time, but our one of our segments is us talking our way out of the show. And this is our favorite lines of the shows. So I only picked one out of all three of these episodes. I didn't have a lot. Um, but what was your lines of this this week, if, um, you're, if you had more than one? Episode seven is, Rex is on a different path, said by Hunter. I just thought it was amusing that they could possibly reel Rex back into the show or maybe even do a Rex show. I think that's oversaturated, but <laughs> please don't do possible, a wreck show. Oh my god, please don't do a wreck show. But it's it's very foreshadowing. Yeah, you're right. So I liked that because it leaves it open for Rex coming back. And uh, episode eight was uh, oh, <laughs> I love this quote. It's from Omega and Tech. Wrecker's on pursuit. He says he's got it. Tech, that's not comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost it. That if I had to pick one from that episode, it would have been that line. Well, no, that's not true. Sorry, my my line is from that episode. But and then episode nine, another um, one liner by Wrecker uh, is in context of talking about the first generation blood, and Wrecker's over eavesdropping is like, whoa, all excited. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> so it just shows you like he he how stupid he is. Yeah. I love Wrecker though. I really He's have the funny tank. I have grown to love him. Um my line is just one from all of these. I guess you could it could be two, but they're both from Cad Bane. And the first one is what we talked about earlier. 
I've taken down so many clones over the years. Once you figured out one, the rest are easy. Try it with the Cad Bane voice. I've taken down. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. He's he's so good. That guy's so good. Yeah. Um. The other one would have been uh, from Cad Bane in the in episode nine as well. And it would have been when he's talking to Fennec, and he says, "You lack the experience to take me on." He's so confident. The old versus new. Yeah, he's just so confident. Um, but th- those would have been my lines for the show. Those are good ones. Both said um, by a wonderful character. Yeah, I love him so much. So I I just couldn't not pick a Cad Bane line, you know. But we do have one more segment before we close this show out. I just want to hear oh, your opinion. That's right, it's the Tarkin scale where we rate each episode on a scale of 1 to 10 Tarkins. Um, what did you say, Justin? You wanted to hear an opinion about what? Oh, I lost that thought. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tarkin scale. Tarkin scale. Here we go. All right, so let's start with you, Justin. What are you going to rate episodes 7, 8, and 9? Start with 7, go to 8, go to 9. Uh, 7, I give a 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, only reason it's just uh, it starts off with the chase, and I love chases, and then it was a fun surprise learning about Rex. Okay. Much better than the previous episodes. What about you? What, what's your? I gave it a seven, seven as well. Yeah. Why? I, I just about the same thing. I I don't know. I almost gave it a six just because I thought the cameo was going to be a little cooler than Rex. Not that Rex isn't cool, but like. <laughs> We've seen him so much. Who would who would have been a better cameo? Ahsoka. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, granted, Ahsoka was in all of Clone Wars and Rebels and everything else, but it would have just been cool to see her back again. Um, yeah. But it did have a lot of... Fu- it was just a fun episode. Um, Wrecker losing his mind and and all that stuff. It was It was a good time. So what about episode eight? I give eight and eight out of ten. Okay. I just love the the fact that they're introducing more of the Western themed with bounty hunters. Okay. It, it it just leaves the question like who else are they gonna try to introduce? Are they gonna try to introduce that fly guy that we always oh. forget his name? Then we always have to look. I'm it not up. looking him up. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Or I, Dengar coming back, or Woody Harrelson. I can't remember his character's name, but I love Woody, and have Woody's voice. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That would be cool. That's that's like tantalizing me. I mean, I, I, it seems like they're bringing in kind of the bounty hunter guild. They're showing a little bit of the bounty hunter guild. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> and it's funny too because everyone is hiring for for different things. But kind of the same mission, you know? Yeah, because essentially the Bad Batch is... Uh, how do I say this? Um, non-labeled bounty hunters. They won't really They're mercenaries. Th- they're bounty hunters. Woody Harrelson plays Beckett. Beckett. It would be cool to see Beckett. But if we saw Beckett, we would have to see... Asara? No, we'd have to see uh, Darth Maul. No. Yeah, I'm just saying because I would love to see Darth Maul. He hasn't died yet. Well, he I'm dies all in about Rebels, Darth so, Maul. so it'd be cool to see him come in. 
Like when when <laughs> they first it. introduced so him stupid. in episode no, one, I was no like, way. "Oh, that's a Sith." <clears throat> yeah, there'd be no way to bring him in though. Why? Why? It would be that would be, really be a reaching. hard grab just to keep people interested in the show. Yeah. Um, Would you rate it? An eight. Same thing. It was really cool to see um, Cad Bane come back, and all the Western references, all the stuff, all the stuff you said. Basically, did you notice when he walks, he has like the jingles of Spurs? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Just those like little subtle nuances. Oh. Yeah, he's a, he's a total space cowboy, and it's it's wonderful. Um. I rated episode nine a nine, so I went seven, eight, nine for episodes seven, eight, and nine, and I just episode nine got me hooked. Like you said, it's it's got me interested in the show again, kind of like I was when before it came out or after the first episode. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm back to being like, all right, sweet, cool Excited. things are gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I gave that one a nine. Um, still not a full ten yet. There will possibly be a full ten out of ten. With one of these episodes at some point. It's normally the season finales, but we'll get there. What did you rate it, Justin? Episode 9, Bounty Lost. Um, just like you, 7, 8, 9. Okay. A 9 for episode 9. Nice. It's just, I was so excited. Like, all the cinema, cinematography going on, the pans, the zooms, and the... Oh, I just thought it was such a great homage to westerns and kung fus. Uh, that that was just exciting to me, like the style that mm-hmm. they chose to film it. Um, also, Bounty Hunter fight, that was so sick. I really enjoyed that little, um, the White Lotus, or no, I said Wing Chun uh, style. <laughs> White Lotus. But everything about that episode, I really did enjoy. And I'm tr- I was trying to think, like, how could they make made that episode a 10 out of 10? Probably be introducing another bounty hunter and more questions yeah i would say a little more just dialogue or something and a longer episode the shortness of these episodes really kills it for me too like 20 minutes yeah because it's like watching a saturday morning cartoon again with no commercials yeah it's just as short yeah (laughs) because the credits are five minutes long so um yeah disney why do you do that? <laughs> you you broadcast the credits in five different languages. I mean, they gotta. Do 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 you think other people want to see other people's names in their native language? You know, in uh, Marvel, we knew that Lady Loki was Sylvie because of the foreign language credits. Because for the English credits, they credited Lady Loki, and her name was the variant, mm-hmm. and it was credited as Sophie D or the actress, you know, but if you held on to like, I think the French translation, it said Sylvie played by whoever was the translator. And did so they you guys st- notice this so or did you research up. it? The, well, we'd seen it. Uh, there was like a, a thing that had pointed it out. Oh, I was going to say, if you just found that out and like, you guys are fucking nerds. Yeah. That's I, I going above and I beyond. I don't do that. But no, we after we had talked about the episode. So I don't usually search for Easter eggs um, beforehand. Like I don't go watch reviews of any of these shows ever. Oh, I no. do my own reviews, yeah. and then afterwards I'll go search for Easter eggs and see what you know what I missed. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I try not to steal other people's things. That's fair. I like to think that all of my 
or all of our ideas and stuff are original until you know until you go listen to other people's podcasts or <laughs> YouTube videos and you're like, oh, we're all thinking the same shit. <laughs> yep. So, but that's cool too. You know, it's it's cool in a way, but there's sometimes where I'm like, yeah, man, maybe I, sometimes I just want to be crazy. <laughs> I don't know. You can if you come up with a very unique theory, just like I did when. Uh, what was it? Episode seven re- was released, and about Ray being a Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like to rub that in. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Quest Me, um, where we talk about nothing but Star Wars, and more specifically, the Bad Batch. Um, thank you guys all so much mm-hmm. for listening. If you'd like to reach out and hang out with us, hit us up at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail. Um, that we will play on the show at 508-93-TWIST. One of these days we'll go live again. Um, we just haven't found a reason to go live for this yet, so we haven't done it. But, again, we will soon. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been it's been great. My name's John. Thank you for listening to the Twist My Arm Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash twistmyarmpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at twistmyarmcast or Instagram at twistmyarmpodcast. Watch and chat live with us at twitch.tv slash tmagames or youtube.com slash twistmyarmpodcast. To get everything all in one place or to book an appearance, go to twistmyarmpodcast.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.